What? We're back? Can you believe it? Uh, I really don't. I was I was really hoping it wasn't done forever, but we're back. Finally, it's been a long hiatus. I think the last episode we did was in early May, yeah. I, or was it before that? Because we recorded an episode for Memorial Day where we talked to Andrew Gilfillan, uh, who's uh, a Five Iron fan. He's one of the admins at the new uh, Facebook group, FI Family The Gathering. Uh, which is kind of replaced FrenzyCon, which FrenzyCon disappeared, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, yeah. But yeah, th- so welcome back to Hyper Die. It's good to be back for me, I know, and I hope you guys are happy to be listening again because it's kind of sad not doing it. I, I get all these nerdy five, I get all these nerdy five iron thoughts, and I have very few people I can share them with. So when I get the opportunity to really nerd out. It's really uh, therapeutic, and that's my opportunity with this podcast because I'm talking to people who are more nerdy than me. So let's let's do this. Yeah, totally. Oh, and a little disclaimer for everybody: we are. You're probably gonna hear some sounds like this. Yeah. So we're both of us are vaping on opposite sides of the country, creating a yeah. smoky atmosphere in our respective recording rooms. To, uh, you know, make it feel more like an old-time radio studio. It does, yeah. I, and the vapor lingers, so I feel like I'm hotboxing my little one-bedroom apartment, which is kind of cool. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, wh- why don't we jump right into it? So, while, uh, while our hiatus has happened, one of the things that happened was uh, the, the uh, Facebook group FrenzyCon has been decommissioned. Yep. Sad, but true. So that was actually how we got to, uh, that's how Huggins and I got linked up and kind of how we started this podcast. Um, That's also how I got in contact with a lot of Five Iron fans that I didn't know before. And I think it was a good meeting place for a lot of fans. Um, But the creators of the group said it had kind of run its course. Uh, They had initially created it uh, to plan and promote the FrenzyCon event, which happened and probably won't happen again for the foreseeable future. Um, so it's understandable, but there is a new group. Uh, and of course, there are the other groups that have, uh, you know, been around just as long. Like uh, I hate Five Iron Frenzy and uh, the Five Iron Frenzy Relationship Therapy Group. Which Are, are you a member of that one? No, I was never a part of that one. Although that I'm one. thinking now I really should be. You should add me to that one. That sounds pretty uh, right up my alley. Dude, I'll totally add you to it. Um yeah, it does kind of sound like kind of up your alley a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was I was in I'm in one has something to do with coleslaw, and I was also involved in one about Reese Roper not being our friend, and I never really dropped any of the groups, so I'm still in like nine. I don't know if you remember. Um, or no, you didn't go to the Kickstarter show. On the, I didn't. the drive back home from the Kickstarter show, I got added to like three or four groups at least. I mean, they were adding groups at an a crazy rate. So I was part of like 10 five iron groups and it wasn't even different people. It was just the same people. <laughs> Are you familiar with the, uh, I think it's called the non-religious five iron frenzy group. Um, I'm not a part of that one because I am religious and I feel like I wouldn't be, uh, very welcome. And it was pretty fun. I had a lot of fun there. It was kind of addicting for a while, but then it got kind of, uh, I don't know. It got really arguey and I, I just didn't like the vibe of arguing with people 24 seven. So I kind of, Jumped out of that one. Also, I want to add my pop filter real fast. If you hear noises, it's me adding a pop filter. So, yeah, there, there are a lot of great groups out there for Five Iron fans to mm-hmm. get in touch with each other. And actually, we had something like that here. And uh, I live in the upstate of South Carolina, and we have several 
uh, fans near like near me and, and in Western North Carolina, that sort of thing. So we got together and had what we called the FI family meet and greet. That's M E A T. We had a cookout at a, uh, at a party or we had a cookout at a park, um, here in Greenville and, uh, everybody brought their families. It was pretty cool. Um, actually I, I went to, I went to the Jacksonville show with a guy named Matt Sheeran, who I met at that meet and greet. Oh, did you go? You went to that one? Dude, it was a great show. It was oh, so man. good. Dude, there were so many. Okay, that, that show was awesome because it was um, the Murray Hill Theater. Uh, Five Irons played there mm-hmm. many times over the years, um, like back in the day and stuff. So that show at that theater, um, the headlining lineup was House of Heroes, which they were they were a lot better than the last time I saw them, which I saw last time I saw them, they were really good. This time yeah. they were phenomenal. Then Bleach played. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, Bleach. And it was awesome. It was so much fun. Then Five Iron, of course, and that was whatever. Is yeah. But Bleach though. But Bleach. <laughs> and but there were so there were like ten bands that played that day. We got there at about two thirty in the afternoon. Uh, Matt and I drove down from, from Greenville, leaving at about eight in the morning. And um we came in and listened to a couple of bands, and we went outside and there was a food truck in the parking lot and um, came back in. There were some great bands. One of the notable bands that I, I heard there was called Buffalo Buffalo. Um, if you get a chance, check them out online. Uh, they're pretty talented. Yeah, we'll do. Um, it's kind of cool. They play with bleach cause they were on their farewell tour. Yeah. Or at least, at least they were for the leg that I saw. And I haven't seen bleach in a long time. Well, yeah, they, they broke up too, didn't they? I thought so. I don't know. I, Al, like I said, Albuquerque is a really weird state. We get some very random, like, we would get all the major Christian concerts. So I think I saw Bleach like 200 times at least. And Pillar, Pillar, I think Pillar's from here. So we saw them so, do you remember Pillar? Yo, 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 run in the race and never break. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the original Superman. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Did, I had forgotten that song and I wish I had still forgotten it. Didn't seem cheesy in the 90s though. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it seemed cheesy to me then too, actually. I don't know, man. It's my tolerance for that kind of stuff is definitely changing over the years. <laughs> I guess so, man. I don't know. I used to listen to like this Christian rock radio station all the time when I was a kid and it was actually a good station, but there would be some really just cheesy stuff. There was this one that was like, um, it was like, Jesus is my superhero. <laughs> like, man, it was bad. Sadly, you probably just said the lyrics of like nine songs. Probably. That's that. I mean, that's pretty common. That's pretty common to take Jesus and compare him to, you know, real life things that we. I don't know. It's a bizarre Christian phenomenon. But I think I think we're past that. I think now all that exists is Christian worship music, and I guess Five Iron Bible Man. <laughs> Bible is he still around? I don't know. Do they still? So if you're listening to this show and you've not already gotten bored with hearing us babble, let us know. Is Bible Man still a thing? Yeah, and if so, send us links because I really want to watch the videos. Or Salty the Songbook or that computer. Salty computer is terrifying. Salty is so terrifying. Like, I, <laughs> like I, it's the eyes. So, yeah. No, and it was like the, the um. did you ever see the ones from the 80s where it was a dude in a book costume and his head's poking out of the thing? And it's yes, just, and, they, <sighs> and they paint his face the same yes. color as... 
It's like a weird, like biblical version of blackface or something. I don't like, know. It, it freaked me out. It was yeah. It's exactly what it was. It was blueface, but it was <laughs> and it was terrifying. Like I, I was describing this to somebody and they did not believe me that it existed. I was like, this is totally a thing. I found it on YouTube and showed it, and they agreed. It is terrifying. Yeah. Do you remember Colby the computer? I think he had to be like Salty's right hand man or something. And for some reason, there was some sort of Christian computer, and kids would <laughs> gather around this computer's house and they would discuss biblical things. But I remember at my church when I was a kid, we rehearsed for what felt like nine years because Colby the computer was coming to our our church and we were going to put on a show for the whole church of Colby the computer. So we had to learn all the parts and stuff. I was like four, so I don't remember too much of it. But I, I just remember the guy who ran the computer suit came in and like he ran the whole show and he was kind of a jerk. And I remember that being kind of funny because day of the show, he shows up in his computer costume and he's all happy and peppy. But it was a different story when he was uh, rehearsing, I guess. He's he's like Carmen or something, right? Oh, yeah. I've heard, so, ooh, I've heard some stories about Carmen. <laughs> you know, disclaimer, I don't personally know Carmen, so I can't really, <laughs> you know, claim that whether or not it's true. But, I, you know, we've heard that he's um, kind of a, I guess, prima donna a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. And uh, I, I just love that there's still, like, mythology around Carmen. He's this legend in the 90s Christian community. It's hilarious. <laughs> and still playing. Speaking of the 90s Christian community, how about that 90s Christian music recovery group on Facebook? Yeah, man, it used to be a lot of fun, and now it's not so much. It's kind of meh. Although I love it when this one particular person that may or may not be a real person posts. Uh-huh. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's it's this chick... And Dude, oh, the the one that, like, post... Yeah, she, she posted said, some like, story. They cut me out of the picture, and it was just, like, white scribbles all over this picture. It was the funniest yes. thing I've ever seen. And she told the story, and everyone's giving her, like, real advice. And then uh, someone was like, I've seen this story in another group. And apparently it's some, like, troll that they post this story in multiple groups. In, like, every group. That was so bizarre. I, I followed that one so hard. I, I was so fascinated by whatever was going on. And I still don't know, to this day, what her story was. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if she's a real person, though. But I don't either. Like, I, I hope she is. Right. That's a pretty elaborate story. With like, I don't see any financial benefit from that. I can't imagine she's trying to hack anyone. I don't know what the deal was with that story. It's. I think it's just to make people laugh. It, yeah, it was so freaking weird, man. So from the '90s Christian Music Recovery Group, I did become part of a group called '90s Christian Music Fight Club. That one was fun for a while. Um, I, I pissed some people off though. And I think I was asked to not, I don't know. I think, I don't think I'm allowed in anymore. So there was another offshoot of that group called (laughs) kitten club. And I am now part of a group called kitten club, which is a very bizarre, like group of 30, 40 friends. We just get together and talk about anything. It's very, the internet's weird, Mark. I agree. I love it. I've, I've met, and I've met like every girlfriend I've had on the internet and always by coincidence. It's just a weird place. They always live in Canada and your friends never meet them, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I like to keep my personal life private, you know. Well, yeah, you know. Also, if, if any Canadian women want to chat, uh, hit me up, yo. <laughs> Screen name is. <laughs> just just find me. I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm the one posting vulgar things, I'm sure. In, it's like some group for, you know, like single Christian moms or something, and you're posting something vulgar to try to, oh my try God. to get dates. Yeah, let me call out to you guys. If you guys know of any single Christian mom groups, I'm all in. <laughs> Preferably Christian moms who know a lot about 90s Christian music culture, because I would love to discuss that on a date with an older woman. <laughs> what? Why does it have to be an older woman? It could be a younger woman who's a single mom. 
Because I'm saying what I want. Oh, I want it to be an older you woman. You want an older woman. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. I've okay. never I've never dated an older woman, so. All right. All right. Well, so older women who are single moms of the 90s Christian music persuasion, if that is your sexual orientation, 90s Christian music, mm-hmm. um, there is somebody for you named Joshua Huggins, and you can find Yeah, him. what's up, girl? <laughs> 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 what a weird this is already starting off this is it already feels pretty natural though like this the way we're talking it this is we we got it we're back mark I, we're back i've missed this so much <laughs> me too well you know while we've been gone uh we've both had a lot of craziness in our lives and and most of mine has been good so i can uh i can start off with that but i because i know you've had some heavy stuff and you know i, I don't want to you know destroy everybody just yet right <laughs> Um, yeah. So I, I've actually, so for about a year, I've been working on writing a comic book. Um, nice. You know, and and I'm uh, just giving it a shot. You know, seeing if it's seeing if I can do it because I've always liked telling stories and I like I like writing characters. And um, it, it's me and, and another guy named Matt. And uh, it, but we've been looking for an artist for a very long time, somebody who we could work with. And actually, uh, we met one. I met him through. Five Iron Frenzy uh, Facebook groups. His name is Matt Sheeran. Um, nice man. So he lives in my area. Like you said, I went to a uh, went to a show with him. Uh, great time. We were becoming pretty good friends pretty quickly. So it's it's cool stuff, man. And and he's actually great. So we're really excited because now we've started to see some forward momentum in our little project again. And maybe and maybe we'll maybe it'll, we'll get it published. Maybe not. You know. I mean, but we're at least trying. You know. Yeah, nice man. That's pretty cool. Um, can you do an can you do an issue that's five iron related and like twelve people will buy it? <laughs> I don't know. There might be a reference at some point. Who knows? Maybe we'll work that out. You end. should just really, really subtle references that only super fans will get. <laughs> yeah. I guess any five iron reference is pretty subtle. Like you're you're never gonna go in public and find someone who recognizes a five iron reference. So. Yeah, you got a point there. <laughs> Cool, man. What else have you been up to? Uh, just, I mean, just that. I mean, that, that, I'll tell you what, that, uh, Jacksonville show was great. Um, you know, I had, had a really good time there. Uh, other than that, I've just been working a lot and, and hanging out with friends here and there, you know, just trying to, uh, not be reclusive. That's kind of hard for me. I'm kind of a reclusive person in general. I'm the exact opposite. I, I mean, especially like if I'm not in a relationship, I'm around my friends literally 24 seven. Like we have such a bizarre group of friends. I don't know if any of my friends listen to this, but if so, they're the most awesome people I've ever met. And we just have a bizarre uh, little dynamic. So it's fun. It's that's always been kind of my lifestyle. I'm out and about as much as I can be. Yeah, I I know what you mean. I'm kind of I like to be out and about. But lately, I've just been kind of feeling withdrawn and like needing to get away from people a little bit, which is weird for me uh but i guess i've become kind of introverted in the past year i'll go through that occasionally yeah like, i mean like especially if if i'm actually in a relationship i generally tend to like pull away from my friends a little bit but yeah these last few months it's been just do anything and everything i can yeah what um talk about that if you feel comfortable with it yeah absolutely well basically um on the last episodes the last four that we did i talked about my girlfriend at the time and she was awesome, and we uh, had a good relationship. It didn't work out, and I don't know. I've never handled breakups too well. Like, I really suck at them, um, being a crazy anxious person. Um, and that was actually part of it. I mean, I went through 
some of the most crippling anxiety I've ever been through um, towards the end of the relationship. And that was definitely a part of us breaking up um, and then throwing a breakup on top of that, you know, trying to split who's going to live where and take what is a nightmare. And that kind of spiraled. Um, so yeah, I went, went a little bit crazy for a while, not crazy, but I mean, I was an anxious mess for a bit. So that was certainly fun. Um, and then recently I won't get into specifics, but yeah, I, I had someone who was close to me do some pretty messed up stuff. Um, and it is the first time I ever felt that kind of betrayal from like a friend. And it really threw me off, man. Like yeah. friends have always been my, my go-to like, we'll never betray each other They're You know, we have a super close group of friends. We're, we're practically family. So it was, it really shook me to have someone, uh, be that inconsiderate in my friend group. And it really messed me up. This is actually like a week, week and a half ago. So I've been dealing with that the last, last week. And now I'm ready to, uh, you know, start being normal again, stop being all emo and anxious and weird and goofy. So I'm back. Yeah. Well, you said, you said that you've been listening to a lot of, um, five iron and brave St. Saturn. Yeah. Recently. It's actually interesting. The kind of anxiety I have and the kind of like, I go through waves of anxiety, depression, likely PTSD. And so I will, I'll get in these weird moods where, so, you know, people who suffer from symptoms of PTSD, they'll avoid reminders of bad times. And I get that probably more so than most people, like songs that happened during a time that I was not happy. I can't listen to them anymore. Movies that, you know, remind me of a time that I don't want to remember. I can't watch the movies anymore. And I get that pretty strong. I'll lose entire bands to it. I'll lose entire uh, movies or genres of movies, stuff like that. And so I'm really cautious with five iron and streetlight manifesto is the other one. When I'm going through a really crappy time, I, I try to avoid those bands because I don't want to mess up the memory of the bands with, uh, with bad memories. And I actually, that happened with five iron a bit. Um, I was listening to him a lot during like probably the worst time of my life around three years ago or so. And for a good year and a half after that, I just couldn't, couldn't really listen to five iron much, but lately I, uh, I, when I was kind of coming out of my little depression and anxiety crap, I picked up five iron again and I started doing what I used to do. And that was listening to their songs, finding a song, especially one that I don't listen to a lot and going through the lyrics of the song while I play it. And it was, it's magical. Like I just, it seems like every time I turn on five iron and look for any song, I find a lyric that I didn't notice before. Um, I mean, I played on distant shores probably 200 times today and I've heard that song a million times and I knew how powerful it was, but recently it's, it's hitting me pretty hard and it's been super mm. emotional getting back into five iron. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's, they're just the, that band thing is how I've listened to them since I was eight or nine really frames a lot of my life. Like I, I have so many memories starting from then through high school having faith, losing faith, getting faith back. And it's, it seems like there's always a song that illustrates so perfectly what I'm going through, uh, which is why I constantly post their lyrics. Um, I have certain lyrics that in like bad times, I will go and post the same lyric every time, which is kind of my reminder of what kind of mood I'm in at the time without just being all emo on Facebook. Sure. So I'm, I'm pretty nerdy when it comes to fire iron and it's, uh, they can be quite therapeutic, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you said on Distant Shores, what are some other songs that have been, uh, you know, standing out to you recently or kind of like, uh, I guess, 
Yeah, that one in particular um, is a really strong one lately today, especially just because, like I, like I said, I've never sat down and read the lyrics, but I, I knew them. I just never read them as a poem. Um, the one that always like there's one that's kind of odd and it's through uh, by Brave St. Saturn. It's called Through Depths of Twilight. I'm sure you know it. Um, the song as a whole, like the message isn't what gets to me. It's just the line. Um, Let hope still ring through depths of twilight. I think that is such a powerful image. Um, and I've never known a band to talk so much about hope. And that's always yeah. been something lyrically I'm drawn to is songs about hope. And they talk about it. And I mean, they have, I mean, Brave St. Saturn pretty much has three songs that uses an overarching story to, um, to illustrate hope. And so Brave St. Saturn, especially like they're, they have so many songs. Daylight is such an obvious one. I mean, if that's not a powerful image of them having no daylight and getting daylight and it being their salvation, that is such a powerful image. Yeah. That song, that song is really just, yeah. <laughs> I and think that one, the first time I heard daylight, I almost like, I almost broke down and cried. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I, I've cried many a time at that song. The thing about, uh, you find that and I think they actually talk about this in the documentary. One thing you find with ska music a lot is that, the music is written written separately from the lyrics. Um, a lot of times with the lyrics not in mind. So you'll have really depressing ska songs that sound super happy. Um, and you even have that with Five Iron, like Ugly Day. I mean, that's a perfect example. Like, that's a pretty happy sounding song. Oh, you mean Rhubarb really Pie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with some really depressing lyrics. And then, like, Daylight, um, Daylight Every New Day, some of their more profound ones, they found a way to make the music really match the tone of the song. And Daylight especially, like... That song makes me so nervous, just the, the way it builds suspense and the way it builds hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And then you have the little, the little, uh, the dialogue in the middle of it. And then when it really strikes with, at the end with, uh, you know, the, the huge part where he screams and all that, it's yeah. just such a triumphant, like you go on a journey in four minutes and it, I just, I don't know how they do it. Cause no other band has been able to do that to me ever. Yeah. Kind of a side thought on, on brave St. Saturn. And this is totally unrelated to what you're talking about. I would mm-hmm. love to see the story of Brave St. Saturn turned into like a short film or something. Yeah, man, it'd be crazy. Or like, I've always thought it should be, uh, I want to see it written out like a short story or something because it is super amazing. And if, especially if Reese Roper wrote it, um, on the same note, did you ever read Reese Roper's, uh, blog when he had it? Which one? Uh, it was called a high five should bo- boost the morale. I, he updated it pretty well in the past couple of months at least but yeah yeah you sh- if, if you haven't read it go go through and read some of it like i've read a few writes about some it's really good it, he writes it in a really raw way which is rare because you know so many christian artists have to keep up this christian facade and you never get to actually feel the genuine person behind who's writing it yeah and he I think it was in, in the first or second one, he kind of came out and said, you know what? Like, I'm going to curse in this. So if you don't like it, sorry, but I curse and I think it's fine and here's why. And so the whole thing is just stuff you would never. I mean, he has one where he talks about gay marriage and he talks about the stance he used to have where he was against gay marriage and then how he became kind of, well, we're Christians, so we need to love him, but it's still wrong to becoming a total advocate for uh, for homosexuals. It's really fascinating. It's a lot of stuff that, you know, like I said, in the 
in the Christian community, you wouldn't have people writing about it. Sure. But he, uh, he tackles it and he does it beautifully. Well, that's, and that's one of the great things. I think that's why, you know, we go back to this point all the time is that, uh, I, why five iron has such a hardcore fan base is that they will tackle issues or, or talk about issues that extend beyond the little, you know, Christian bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the flip side of the the hope coin you've got you've got them talking about hopelessness especially on the new album the way they talk about uh faith losing faith yeah. hopelessness stuff like that is so powerful and it's it's one of the first things that people are it's one of the only things that christians can hear and say this is what i feel this is what i i haven't been able to say and finally i can express this um it really kind of gives validation to a lot of christians who struggle and who don't know where they land, but they still feel some sort of tug towards faith. And that's, that's where I've been at for a long time. And it's, we, as Christians, you know, you make it impossible to work through any of those, any of those battles because you can't talk about it. I mean, you can't go, a Christian kid can't go to his parents and say, Hey, look, I'm, I'm losing my faith because they'll just give him the same steps. They'll give anyone. They'll say, well, you need to pray and you need to do this. But in reality, it's a lot deeper than that. And a lot of people have a lot of struggles they need to work through and it could take years and without making it, you know, social, socially acceptable in the Christian community for people to talk about that stuff, no one's ever going to learn anything. So that's one thing I love about Five Iron. And the fact that the very fact that they end it with blizzards and bygones, which ends on such a hopeless note saying, you know, uh, can you stand the weather if winter lasts forever? That's such a hopeless line to end the song or to end the album. But it it's so perfect. Yeah, I, I agree. I went through a long period of that, you know, the past couple of years myself. So, you know, it was the winter and yeah, I didn't know where I was going to come out on the other side, but I, I thankfully had a great group of friends that I could rely on and talk to about stuff, you know, where I could talk about issues that, you know, you don't feel comfortable talking to, I guess, uh, you know, people who are real legalistic hardline Christians, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, the, and uh, I mean, people that are part of the whole legalistic sector, they don't realize the damage that they do. I mean, they think that they're just sticking to their guns and they're really, you know, just fighting the good fight. Vote for reality, Donald Trump. Exactly, man. And they, they ostracize so many people with their outlandish opinions that you can't talk to them. And I mean, you see the same thing on the opposite side. You have atheists who are so gung-ho about there not being a God that you can't discuss with them like, hey, I'm struggling with my faith because they label you as a moron for struggling with your faith. Same with the Christian community. They label you as a moron for possibly losing your faith. So, yeah, that's, I mean, and the Fire Iron community is a perfect example of that. There, I mean, I think I've mentioned it before, but there are so many different levels of people who have lost their faith or still have their faith or are super strong or have completely denied it and it, it really makes for some good uh, conversation. It's, it's definitely important to have people that you can talk to uh, about harder things and, and people that understand that, you know, if, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, no matter what life is not always pretty, it's not happy. You can't, you know, sugarcoat things and, and, Um, there, you know, I've, I've in my life had a lot of people that I've, I've dealt with that want things to be on the happy side. And it's that, it's that goes back to that, you know, you put it in nineties Christian music terms. It's, you Mm -hmm. know, Jesus is my superhero and, and gets back into things like that because, uh, 
you know, it's it's what we they're they're projecting their desires instead of facing reality. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it was uh, Andy in the band in the documentary. Um, when I first saw that documentary, he said something that really kind of struck me. He said um, when he was struggling with his faith, it was after 9-11 and I believe he had a personal loss. And he basically said that when he stepped back to look at God, he had one of two conclusions. Either God wasn't real or at very best he was real and indifferent. And that's a very real thing to feel. I mean, like especially like I know a lot of people who go who have different levels of mental illness and it's a battle like me personally. If I'm in a good mood, I'm battling my mind to stay in that good mood. I mean, I'm, I'm constantly thinking depressing thoughts, um, anxious thoughts that haunt you day to day. And so, I mean, it would be ignorant not to look at that. If you believe in an all-powerful God, to not look at that and question, why is this happening to me? Like, why do things seem so much more difficult to me? And those are questions that if you're going to have faith, you need to answer and like I said before, you just, there's so many people that won't allow you to ask those questions. Like, why is God doing this to me? Why do I feel this way? Why, you know, and it's, it's really unfortunate because I, I, I've known so many people who will ne- to this day, I know so many people that will never touch anything related to Christianity, even five iron. Like I'll show them to them and they'll refer to it as Jesus or something like that because they just don't want anything to do with it. Cause we've done so much damage to the outside world with our, our silliness. Well, I think that's, and a lot of that comes from just Western Christianity in a lot of ways. Certainly. Especially in, you know, American Christianity, if you want to call it that, um, where it's, it's less about actively pursuing, you know, actively pursuing a sincere religious faith. Instead of that, it's, it's becomes a political statement and it's just another club you identify with. It's like, you know, people are Christians just like they're Republicans or something, you know, or or just like they're Democrats on the other side, you know. And but, they just happen to line up perfectly, you know. Yeah, it's it's you know they can they can just because they can f- fit it with their political political ideologies, mm-hmm. um, or their you know whatever their social or economic ideologies, because they can warp it to fit that. That's what they identify with. But I but I think that when you actively pursue. And it's something that I've been doing a lot over the past year, uh, ever since, you know, having just a lot of things have happened in the past year and, and, and before that in my life. So I've kind of come to this place where instead of, I guess I'm, I'm just trying to pursue a genuine belief and faith and letting that shape my ideology as opposed to just picking the ones that I like the best. Exactly. And they lose sight of what it's all supposed to be about. And that's love. I mean, I hear so many Christians, non-Christians, hippies, anything who preach about love, like it's the most important thing, but their stances, their, the way they, they talk to people, the way they interact, it, it doesn't show it. And it's, it's so, it's so damaging to see people, even people I love that, um, not, not discussing things in a way that is welcoming. And yeah, it's, it, it's insane. And it's, it's been a struggle to kind of find my place in all of it. And I don't know, still figuring it out. So, um, actually th- if we're going to get super serious, um, but I was talking to a friend recently about suicide and we were talking about, um, a lot of people's reaction to people who struggle with suicide. And it was heartbreaking to hear the way some people talk about it. Like, you know, the way they'll, they'll t- call people selfish for, you know, having, having, suicidal ideations or 
you know, they'll, they'll talk about the, the possibility of eternal damnation. And it's so sad the way that the church kind of rejects, um, people who are at their lowest and they're at their, you know, they're, they're struggling with feeling a hundred percent inadequate. And the church then goes and tells them a lot of times, you know, we know you feel inadequate and your, your feeling of inadequacy is wrong. And here's why, like, it's just, I've seen so much damage done by the church. And like I said, I'm trying to find right now my place in it because I, I, I can't reject it. I've tried. I'm not going to like, I, I'm always going to have some sort of faith. So, and that's why bands like five iron, the people I've met through five iron have been amazing because I have never felt uncomfortable sharing what I believe when, um, or what I don't believe when it comes to people from the fire iron group. So that's why I'm comfortable saying this right here. Yeah. You know, in the, in the fan community, it tends to be a place where people can be honest and, and they can really, you know, because there's not really a sense. I mean, you get it sometimes, but there's overall just not, there's not like judgment. People aren't out to, you know, tell you why you're wrong or, or, you know, why you're, you know, like you said, why your feeling of inadequacy is wrong. They're there to encourage you and yeah. to say, well, maybe think about this. There was, there was actually, um, I was talking with some friends last night. We were just having a bonfire cause it was man. The weather here right now is so nice. Today was a high Our, of 77 and it was like ours too. a cool breeze. Um, last night it was chilly and we had a little bonfire going and we're sitting around talking and, um, uh, my friend was talking about the under oath DVD that he watched recently because under yeah. oath is back together. Um, yeah, I heard that, which is cool. If you, if you like heavier music, they're, they're good. They're good. St- one of the, one of the guys from the band was talking to Aaron Weiss from me without you. Um, and it was just about some like struggles with faith and things like that. And the response he got from, from Aaron Weiss was, uh, uh, set fire to it. Yeah. If you set fire to all of it. You know, the foundation is what will remain. And everything else that you've collected will burn away and you could start over again. That's a really, that's a really brilliant way of putting how I've kind of been feeling. Like, yeah, I got, I, I, I got so caught up in the, uh, the legalism of it, you know, the, am I doing this right as a Christian? Is this right as a Christian that what remained was, well, do, am I even on board for any of this? And then. Like you said, you got to burn it all away and start, you know, strip away all the stuff that you argue with yourself about and just answer the question like, do I have faith? And if the answer is yes, then you go from there and you build because that's what's going to bring you salvation is is a foundation of faith. And and if you got caught up in the legalism of it, you've lost sight of everything. And it, I, I love that. And I uh, you, you said that was from the DVD? Yeah, I, I, I need to ask him exactly where it was i'll have to ask him if i can borrow it (laughs) speaking of um have you seen the tooth and nail documentary i have not i really want to check that out man i hear it's pretty good it's the 90s christian music recovery group talks about it a lot and it's about you know the whole forming of one of the biggest christian music labels ever and the struggles inside of that i am dying to see it but i don't i uh i no longer have a torrent of ways to get movies so (laughs) if you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, CenturyLink, CenturyLink kind of put the kibosh on that for me. <laughs> um, yeah, sad. Yeah, well, I mean, say I've never been, I've never been big into uh, uh, what some might call piracy. <laughs> yeah, and I've never been too big into what some people call paying for what they own. So, 
<laughs> I like to support the bands and, you know, things like that. So, you know. Ba- bands are actually a different story. Um, I mean, not really because I I have Spotify and I've heard that they pretty much screw over the bands royally. And so I guess I'm not a huge supporter, but I, I paid for that because I, I no longer felt comfortable torrenting music. Um <clears throat> And if it's bands I love, I'll always buy their CD and I'll hang it up on my wall because I'm a loser douche. <laughs> I've got so many like I've got so many little posters and things I need to hang up in my apartment, but I'm just like, <sighs> you know. Yeah, I'm moving in like two weeks, so I'm in the process of. I'm at that point where you don't care about your apartment enough to touch it or even clean it. And I know I've got a huge cleaning project coming up, like in a weekend or two. I know what so. you mean because I, I, like, I'm trying to decide whether or not I'm going to renew my lease or look for something else. Yeah. Um. Which I mean, if I if I know if I renew my lease, I'll have you know I'll have a steady place. But at the same time, man, it's just so much work. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm actually it's kind of cool. I'm moving into uh, the house where we record our other podcast, where we have our board and our mics and nice. got our whole little setup there. So. Recording this will be a lot easier. It'll be as easy as going into the garage and, and recording it the as opposed to here. Right ship. There. I have to bring one of those mics over here to do this one. So, yeah, the sinking ship, we're still doing that, and it's been a lot of fun. So go yeah. check that out. I've been listening to it's it. Also, it's, it's funny stuff. That We try, man. We got some funny people on it. So it's – oh, and a little disclaimer. It's not safe for work. It's not safe for your home. Or your or children. It's not, um, it's not safe to tell anyone you listen to it, but if you've ever thought horrible thoughts and you wanted, wanted someone to articulate them for you so you can blame <laughs> someone else for them, I will do that for you. So, so Sick of Ship, uh, check it out because it's, it's a lot of fun. Yep, it's on iTunes, as is this show. This show is on iTunes as well. Yeah, go get it on iTunes or anywhere. Like uh, We have an RSS link, which I'm sure we'll, we can post some at some point. Some point. Um, <laughs> You have a website, which it's on, so... Yeah, it's on uh, rootdoctormedia.com slash hyperdie. You can email us at hypeordiepodcast at gmail.com, which we actually had a a fan letter, uh, somebody that wrote to us that was a really cool letter, and we read it on the episode we recorded last that we never released. Um, That's right. We'll get to that next time, I promise. Next time we record an episode, I'll get that fan letter back on. And hey, why yeah, don't you guys a, send us some other stuff that we can talk about too? Definitely, yeah, because that one letter, I, I won't talk about the specifics, but what he said was really cool. It was really uplifting to hear. So if you guys have five iron stories you want to share, please share them with us, um, especially me being all emo tonight. I'm sure you guys have emo five iron stories. I would love to hear those as well because <laughs> I'm super interested in how five iron affects people. Um, so yeah, definitely hit us up because that's that's some fun stuff to read. We're doing a psychological study on the effects of five iron frenzy on the brain. Oh man, you, you you joke about that, but I love to take five iron and show them to my super Christian friends and my super non Christian friends, and and see the reactions because I, I find I find more acceptance with five iron with people who are not Christians who are like, wow, I'm amazed that I can empathize with someone who is such a strong Christian, um, and then my Christian friends tend to be like that doesn't seem very christian like of him and so it's been it's fascinating i love showing five iron to new people definitely as as any of my friends know because they've suffered through me sharing every song wrap it up yeah let's wrap it up i was thinking do you have any uh, closing remarks no man um not much i don't know like i said i've been super emo lately um kind of coming around now um i like talking to people so if you guys see me on the group i'm joshua huggins feel free to talk to me because 
I uh, conversation is my favorite thing in the world. So hit me up, guys. Yeah, uh, talk to us, man. I'm, we're both in the new group FI family, the Gathering, and that's with all caps. And there's a colon after family, uh, so it's pretty easy to find. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a play on the ICP thing, right? I, I think so. The Gathering of the Juggalos, it might be. Yeah. It's got to be. Um, it's got to be. I mean, oh, oh, <laughs> dude. So at the Jacksonville show, right, um, they played American Kryptonite. Yeah. And you know the part of the song where he says, it was like the Manifest Destiny all over again, except instead of taking and consuming everything in, everything their, paths in their past for God, for God they, did they did so, so with the same fervor and sense of entitlement for their new God. Themselves. themselves so and then it gets the bye take break throw it away so it gets to that part of the song and uh you know we're all kind of like singing along jumping around the crowd's really sweaty like really sw- i was soaked in everybody's sweat where where he gets to the part where he says they did so with the same fervor and sense of entitlement for their new god insane clown posse oh that's awesome i laughed and i don't know if anybody else caught it you know, I guess pro- people probably did. That's um, amazing. And at the end of the show, right? So, so at the end of the show, Andy comes out on the stage and they start playing playing Bohemian Rhapsody over the sound system, and he starts like directing the crowd and singing along with it. And he got so into it that he's up like doing this big stage dive at the end. And, and apparently, they're doing that at all their shows now. That's downright beautiful. That that uh, he told us that our crowd got a lot more into it than the crowd the previous night in Orlando. So, Good. you know, Orlando, you need to step it up. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Come on. It's Bohemian. That's the, that's a karaoke classic. You play that at a bar. Right. So everyone gets involved. What are you doing, Orlando? Right. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Orlando? You're too busy. Sickening. Chasing the rat down there. Who's stealing your wallet. And like, yeah, sorry, that's my my dad's. I'm turning into my dad. I make dad jokes all the time. Like my dad always referred to going to Disney World as chasing the rat. That's hilarious. I'm gonna go ahead and take a wallet. I'm gonna take a bold stance here and say, if you're from Orlando and you listen to us, stop it. I'm just kidding. No, please listen to us. <laughs> no, we we want you to. We, we yeah, want please you, by all means because we are going to tell you how to make your life better. And if we upset you, and when we were talking Good. Uh, about Orlando, um, we can apologize next time. We will cater our apology to Orlando if you guys prefer. So just let us know. We we don't want to no. offend anyone. No, Orlando. no, 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 no. If if we've upset, if we if we've offended the entire state of Orlando, yeah, state of Orlando, state of Orlando, the st- not the state of Florida, the state of Orlando. If we've offended all of you in your own private little world there, a uh, world of Disney, and. Other things, Universal Studios, whatever. If we've offended yeah. you, we don't care. Secede. We don't care. Secede from the union, bro. You can secede. We would love that. Secede from this, bro. Orlando can be its own country and hyper die. Does We want nothing to do with you. <laughs> no, we actually do. But we want you to stay around so we can continue to offend you. Imagine we have a huge fan base in Orlando, and they're like, why are they doing That's this? That's where this is everybody so- that listens to this show is from, and we've just <laughs> alienated everybody that listens. Our listens drop by, like, 99%. 99.99%. All right, man, we got to go cook some food. You go cook the food. I'm going to go to bed because I'm an old man, and I drive a cigarette truck all day. So I'm right behind you. All right, well, thanks so much for listening to Hyper Die. I'm Mark. I'm Huggins. This has been a lot of fun. It's good to be back. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time.
out. 